yes, I am using the correct microphone. So tell me more about that sweet, sweet chocolate. Mm. <laughs> check, 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 check. All right, levels look good here. Bah! I don't look think at this clicked. guy doing a sound check like a pro. I mean, I have been doing, uh, I guess not always professional, but I have been doing sound work since I was in fourth grade. So, oh, we didn't sync this up, but we'll sync it when we when we end it. How's that? Um, yeah. Or I mean, we could we could just do a clap right now. Okay, ready? Who's going to count? You count. Okay, three, two, one. Perfect. All right, good. Clapperoo. All right, anyway, check out... Okay, so this Easter Easter bunny, look at all this extra... It's foil? Got like a, it's got like a mane of, of aluminum foil. <laughs> Weird. Oh, wait, I can expand it even further. Oh, dang, and that's like a whole 3D one. Like, I'm used to them being flat on one side. Oh, really? I don't think I can Yeah, yeah, because, you, you know, you you think about, like, yeah, most of the Easter bunnies, like, that are that are from, like, the side kind of thing, you think of them having, like, flat on one side, and then... This is, for you listeners, a 100-gram lint dark chocolate gold bunny. Gold is in the aluminum... Excuse me, the aluminum foil. Wow. It was just folded. It's it just opens. I didn't even have to rip it. That's huh. Amazing. What a premium unboxing experience. I would I would more call it a um a defoiling experience. <laughs> okay, I ripped it a little bit, but now it's time to eat the ears. Should I do this well, next to the microphone? You know, that's going to affect the resale value there. <laughs> Should I do it right next to this microphone? If, so if you must. All of the dear listener can can uh, enjoy. Yeah, so we'll those see how well val- this comes valued out. fringe listeners. I should just always have something really loud and just go crunch on like a chip or something. I mean, at least you're not eating dinner, which is what Decker always did right before we, uh, right before we recorded 8-Bit. No, that is why I'm late. I was at Pizza Luce. All right, here, here's my, my eating the ears. I don't know how that sounded, but it tastes very good. That was more chocolate than I was expecting. It's made of chocolate, Brian. But it's it's a hollow bunny, so I was expecting it to be more hollow than it actually is. Ah, uh, yeah. So you know what I just noticed right before we started this call? What? And I'm like super excited about it. Uh, the Expanse, is, the first season, is free on Prime on Amazon now. What is that? And, oh man, uh, we're definitely going to have to watch it and uh, and do a second opinion on it. Because I've heard great things about this show. It's set like 300 years in the future. Um, the the solar system has been mostly colonized. Um, oh, I love and, it. And uh, Mars and Earth are like the main superpowers. Um and Mars, like, Mars is honestly in, in better shape than, than Earth because, like, um, 
you know, the, all of the infrastructure that they built and everything was, you know, was just newer from scratch on Mars, yeah. right? So, so their industries tend to be like kind of more, more limber, uh, more, more agile. If we want to go with, uh, you know, programming, is it uh, is it motif. more Scrum or more like a Kanban? Huh. What? <laughs> Different agile methodologies. Um, and uh, and then and most of the show takes place in the asteroid belt, which is you know where like a large part of the working class uh the the downtrodden kind of live and you know because that's where all of the like resource extraction happens and then and then all of that wealth is carried off to uh the main population centers of of uh mars and earth um and uh, i've heard i've heard that it's kind of reminiscent of uh firefly you know because it's uh yeah have you yeah. seen dark matter at all that's that no. kind of reminds me a little bit it's kind of firefly-ish in the sense that it's a little lower budget. A lot of stuff is centered around what they do with their ship. Mm. Um, yeah, I think the the main plot of the show has something to do with a murder mystery, and I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people really, really like the show. I'm, I'm amazed I haven't heard of this. It sounds really interesting. It's been on my radar for a while, and I've been just like, yeah, I, I could the season and watch it but like i've got so many other things to do yeah ian i hope you hope you know you just added yet another show to a list of an unwatchable amount of tv shows <laughs> and i want to see them all i am not sorry the thing is i um i haven't really been a huge tv show person until like partway through college Mm, is when mm -hmm. I started watching, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was, like, the first new show I started watching and committed to saying, I'm going to keep watching this. Otherwise, it had been since Doctor Who in high school, like, junior year of high school, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, I binged on Merlin, but that was done airing by the time I started watching it by, like, a week or two. Um, but, oh, the time it takes... I also have this book I've been reading since last August, and I'm not done yet. <laughs> I know how that goes. I really, really need to get into audiobooks more, but um, honestly, I listen to too many podcasts, and like the you know they, precisely the the usage cases of when I'd be able to listen to audiobooks is exactly the same as when I listen to podcasts. So it yeah, might not be feasible. And I'm already at a limit, basically, with my podcasts. Oh yeah, um, I'm because, I'm oversaturated easily. Yeah, occasionally I do want to listen to music when I'm driving home or something. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, cat got in. Hold on, Luther. <laughs> Their cat's name is Luther. I say his name and he just jumps out of the way immediately. <laughs> our cat, God, our, one of our cats does not give a fuck. He just like. He'll walk directly in front of your feet, and you just kick him as you're walking, yeah, and he doesn't care. I just nudge this cat to the side, and, and now I'm starting to, more and more, when I'm tying my shoes, he likes to, like, walk next to my legs and rub up against them, so I he wants me to go feed him, but I'm not <laughs> the one who feeds him. So I, I've started to just pick him up and drop him off four feet away from me, and then sometimes he gets the message, but not always. Cats are weird. Yeah. All right. Do we want to talk about distributed social networks? 
Yeah. What what part are we going to cover here? Um, we're going to cover the um, up until uh, this GNU, section. GNU social. Okay, that's yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Let me just read through those notes real quick. Go for it. I don't know if BitTorrent is an accessible reference. <laughs> Without knowing anything about it, yeah, I'm not sure. I, that was just uh, a thought of a distributed thing that people might know of. Mm-hmm. I won't put it in the notes. But I can I can maybe make a, a comparison to it. Yeah. Like downloading files sure. from not one central place. I don't know. But email is actually probably pretty good because you have huge SMTP servers like Google's and Yahoo's and work and, places. And everybody uses them. Yeah. So everybody's familiar with the concept. Yeah. spam more be that millennial that i am now here's the question is uh how's the cms going to to react when i copy and paste this into the show notes well that's all i gotta say it's gonna react well we'll see So on iOS, um, and presumably macOS as well, the the checkbox uh, emoji, it, does that show up as like a green? On iOS, it's a green checkbox, yes. Okay. On uh, on Android, it's just green, or it's gray check marks with no box around them. Interesting. Uh, let me put the check character in. So on on Windows, uh, it's uh oh there you oh oh oh. Um, Wait, that's not a check. Here's another check. Here's another check. Here's another check. Here's another check, and here's another. Goodness check. gracious! Those are all yeah. different Unicode characters. Oh Which one looks God. the best? Um, I uh, <laughs> I. <laughs> I wait. Hold on. Let me not look through the floating window. That is out of focus. Um. What if I put my finger in front and then? Oh, there we, there we go. go. Um, uh, the first one's probably good. At least has some color. 
Yeah. Oh wait, that that's not the first one. Sorry. What is the third one? Is that just a standard check? The third one is just gray. But our target users are iOS and macOS users, so uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> oh wow. Half of these were had like modifiers on them. So when I deleted when I hit back, you know, backspace next to the checkbox, it turned uh-huh. into a different checkbox because it was com- it was joining characters together. Right, right, right. I love Unicode sometimes. I need to l- I need to research it more. I want to be able to like understand throughout the entire spec, but it's complicated. So maybe later. Hmm. Yeah, what would the equivalent of IMAP be in a distributed social network? Would that be like if I decided for my instance I'm going to add more API calls that like clients could could make or something? I think something like IMAP would be because what are, what are what are features that email clients have added that are built on top of IMAP? Things like priority, and you know, so local indexing and machine learning and things based on mm-hmm. the data they have. So yeah, yep. it's it's localized. Yeah. So the base things you can do are the same in terms of interacting with others, but you can you can do more that helps your users and things on your end. Yeah, yeah, so, like. Yeah. Most of the yeah, most of the differentiation among email clients is like um, ways that they allow your inbox to not just be a chronological uh, list of messages to you, which like, is exactly there, what I want in my email. There's all kinds of filtering. There's all kinds of you know taking the information from like tr- you know tracking information for your packages or you know like. information that's personal to you and then extracting that from your email client and presenting it to you in other places yeah yeah that's a good yeah yeah. the the you know events package tracking that's a good example you should Mm -hmm. use that So Wikipedia says communication among social websites is technically conducted over social networking protocols and social networking and protocols were, you know, underlying the links, but they're separate links. I wish it was like one. I wanted to read about social networking protocols. (laughs) (sighs) Just write an algorithm to merge the two, the contents of the two articles into one. There's some like machine learning on HTTP (laughs) and social networks. Oh God. (laughs) There's a, a podcast that I listen to called um, Cool Games Inc. where they um, they get their listeners to send them like the like 
one-line pitches for for video game ideas and then they just like riff on them and co- and you know take it to its conclusion kind of thing mm-hmm. and um and then they always try to come up with like a clever title for the game right and they recently discovered a uh, a neural network that somebody trained um to like they, they just inputted the name like the title year that it came out uh platform and publisher of every single video game that has like ever been been you know like commercially available and and it just spits out like titles uh of video games based on all of that that's cool. and <laughs> and so they so like now they have a segment on their show where they just like read some of those titles and they're like man our job is over <laughs> the bots are taking over oh yeah Uh, I, eat a little more bunny. I think I think one of their favorite examples was um, Black Mario, which came out in 1993 on MS DOS. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. I think I'm going to have to reword this introduction a little bit since we've got like two different. Um, Oh goodness, are we gonna <laughs> have fun merging these fringes? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Or can we link multiple fringes to one episode? I don't think that the CMS supports that. However, Audacity does. I'm gonna ask Ryan on Twitter and see what he says. I added a trademark symbol in my tweet to hopefully br- bring across the fact that it's kind of in a joking way. Because we were talking on uh, last last Saturday when I was working on CMS V3 with him. And because on, on the landing page for that site, I say, welcome to the Nexus CMS. Uh, and I But I had like the Nexus with the trademark symbol just to kind of mess with him. Good. Did you see Ryan's tweet the, today where he went to a Best Buy, was taking a look at a, a Galaxy S8, and then he uh, he left our website open on, on the browser? Has that happened the last six hours? Because I'm that many hours behind on Twitter. Uh, yeah, it might have. Well, I'm looking, out, I'm, look, uh, I'm looking forward to it. He's back to his old tricks again. <laughs> I remember doing that back in the day, but only leaving it open with jailbreaking websites. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just had a doozy of a time trying to like type in your last name. Michiel. Michiel. I double. I doubled the E instead of doubled the L. It. So, oh, where was I? Um, I was at the bike. The bike shop. Um, the hub up in uh, near Minnehaha. Mm-hmm. And they asked for my name, and I'm like Brian Mitchell, and they spelled it wrong in both names. They spelled it with a Y, and they spelled it with one L. Goodness gracious! I was I was kind of happy because I don't think I've ever caught anyone spelling it wrong both times. People have asked me how do you spell it, but no one has flat out spelled it wrong. Put it on my receipt and then had me pay with my credit card, so it said my name spelled correctly later on. He didn't say anything. So as as a teacher who has to try to pronounce like student names that I've never seen before on a regular basis, it makes me really happy that I live in an area where a, a, a large portion of the population doesn't know how to pronounce my name when they see it on paper either. Yeah. I mean it's, it's yeah, it's two ways, right? Yeah. Someone has a hard time pronouncing your name. You might have a hard time pronouncing theirs. Mm-hmm. It's like it's all good. I'm I'm just curious. What's what's the culture in a high school like on on four twenty? You know what? I was the one who kept bringing it up. <laughs> you are a horrible influence. <laughs> And, well, I mean, whenever I was, like, writing out a pass for somebody, I'd be like, let's see, the date? Mm, you know what the date is. <laughs> Did anyone catch on? Uh, a couple. Most of them were just like, I don't know, what? <laughs> so I, I remember a few people, you know, hyping it up in high school, but, you know, more like junior, senior year, not really the earlier years. Mm-hmm. There were some references at work that were pretty good, but. Snap Judgment had an entire episode uh, that was centered around weed. That was great. Snapchat did? Snap Judgment. Oh, Snap Judgment, sorry. Yep. All right, let's do this. This hair shindig. Oh, you're typing. Mm-hmm. I have an uh, I have an idea, but I'm waiting for you to stop t- typing. Okay. Yes. There are three of us. Distributed social networks means uh, multiple nodes. Can we read distributed social networks? One one word each person. Oh goodness! Oh my god! 
but not okay. not just one in every occurrence. We can use the same clip. N- oh man! We'll just just add a marker, or we'll just never say it. This this, this is oh man. I mean, it it is a it is a mouthful, so I would not be opposed to just saying like DSNs or something like that throughout most of the episode. So now, what we should do is speak clearly, run the final um, copy of the audio through a text to speech thing, take all those t- timestamps, do um, get all the timestamps of those, then have a script go through and insert an audio file at any time that that word occurrence takes place. Then we don't actually have to do the work, but it. We get the net result of something at least vaguely similar. Hey, Brian. Hey, Ian. This sounds like a lot more work than it would take to manually do this. Do you know you know all the B movie things? The B movie uh, memes. Every oh yeah, where B movie, but every time they say B blank, mm-hmm, something's happens. I think there is probably some repository of of that someone had gone through. Well, because the like open subtitles dot org or something has all these subtitles out there, so you can get all the times. And then you just have a script replace it. So I'm sure someone had a script out there mm-hmm. saying, do this at this time. Okay. Botting. Did you see the PBS video about the B-movie? Mm-mm. Okay. Let me just link it to you because it is amazing. Um, Fringe notes. Yes. Um, actually, I'm going to go pee real quick right before we start. Okay, I'll be back. So I just was watching clips from the B movie the entire time you were gone. 
let me just explain the concept of this video though first. Um, so it is the B movie, but every time they say B, we explain the deal with B movie. So it is. It is no, it's eleven hours long. Well, yeah, they're inserting like a ten-minute video every time oh they say B. Oh my gosh! It is incredible though, because there it's it's like super super meta because it starts. I was so confused because it starts off with just the B movie, you know, and then a few seconds in it cuts to the start of the explanation. But if you just skip ahead, it's just like you don't know what's going on. It's it's quite something holy cow i think i i think i actually watched 18 minutes before i realized what was going on <laughs> when i first saw i'm it. just i'm i'm just like uh you know mousing along in the scrubber looking at the little thumbnail and yeah the wow i i barely see any clips from the movie itself i just see this guy the guy's face well somewhere in those 11 hours is you know an hour and a half of of footage right yeah. But what? for example, I I found an occurrence where they said honey bee, but not, and they didn't cut away. So it's just bee, I think. Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is the reason that we have to protect PBS funding, obviously. Definitely, high quality <laughs> content like this. I I really mm, I really want to look at the analytics for that video and see how long like the average view duration is. Yeah, that would be a really interesting thing. Well, you can see some analytics. Nope, they don't have it enabled. No, you you can just see like watch numbers. <gasps> There's a 19-hour version. I think they maybe uh... mentioned something because uh they had their video thing crash. I don't know what the deal was. Though. Like their video editor, like when they were trying to yeah, they're scripting it or something. Put the whole thing together. Jeez. Because okay. like it's confusing because they go through like editing and explaining how you would edit something like this together. Now, I watched this in January when they uploaded it or something. So it's been a while, but it was before I moved out. I know that. Okay, let's record our episode. Yes. Can we at least do the the distributed social network thing in the title, or is that too is that too cheesy? E- e- yes, yes. But since like yeah, Brandon will be, uh, like I'll just I'll just record the read. Okay. Uh, and then like, I'll, I'll you know get both of you to say distributed social network. Actually, here, why don't I get your take right now? Wait, what if we all read it and you just splice in words here and there? Oh god! It's just Brian, a paragraph. You're insane. <laughs> but it's a dis- it's well, distributed. <laughs> I just, just oh god. We'll all read it, and you decide what to do. How's that? Just <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. You go ahead. Okay. Go ahead and just say the phrase "distributed social network" for me. Okay. Or oh, networks. There we go with an S. Distributed social networks. Let me do another take so that the the, the the reading of it is a little different. Distributed social networks. Distributed social networks. Distributed social networks. Distributed social networks. Networks that are socially distributed. <laughs> Distribute social networks. 
dis- distribute distributed socially networked i don't know <laughs> there you have some takes oh man yep and uh i put in a marker on my end so there you go perfect okay um all right so here we go uh let's see i gotta put it, oh i just have to put in a marker on my end so that i know where this start is Now you can insert those clips wherever you want. Yes, I can. I have all the power. Centralized uh, editing. Yep, on a, on the centralized Google Doc. <laughs> True, yeah. Coming from your centralized computer and centralized Dude, microphone. How would a, how would a, a distributed, like, collaborative word processor even work? I mean, you could almost argue Google Docs is like that because multiple people can have it open at once. However, that's just working through the same shirt. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you have mirroring the, the data store immediately to other nodes. It. I don't think distribution is really the uh, solution to many many problems, but it is for some. I mean, really, okay. So really what it would be is it would have to be a a git repository but instead of like you know making commits periodically just like every single keystroke is a commit <laughs> and you would just have yeah to you're just your each client might might connect to a couple of different sockets that stream out to different servers and they all kind of then talk to each other and verify their state yeah mm-hmm. I, that wouldn't make a lot of sense to me i think a distributed network and i'm not sure with mastodon if the mastodon.cloud talks to mastodon.xyz or if each client is like saying hey all these servers here's some new stuff now do with it what you will and i i'm brandon can talk about that you know so like is it yeah is it well i guess that would be more peer-to-peer social networking rather than a decentralized I'm not sure what exactly you're trying to say. I can tell that your your gears are turning I'm a lot. I'm just thinking out loud. <laughs> so, um, these all these Mastodon servers, right? I think when when you as a user of Mastodon.cloud mm-hmm. do something, it goes to Mastodon.cloud server, and then that server yep. makes it available for other Mastodon instances. But you're going from your machine to Mastodon.cloud when you make changes. Right. I'm thinking if it's really mm. peer-to-peer, you are you are publishing to everyone and everyone is always connected to you when everyone's on and just like pushing stuff out. And it's kind of like you, you uh, I guess this would be more of a blockchain. Ryan was talking to me about that last weekend too, where then like every everything can have the ultimate source of truth because it is impossible to go backwards. And so then everyone just kind of has everything and you just con- you just contribute to this to this group store that's stored everywhere at once. Yeah. And then yeah, the 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 like canonical version would just have to be sussed out by by consensus via, you know, from f- for all of the clients talking to each other and figuring out like if there's if there's a a mismatch in the history yeah i guess they just have to figure out like who what the majority of the server of the clients say was the real version yeah 
cool. All right, so so now, Brian, aren't you happy? You're totally off the hook, uh, and now I just need to bug Brandon a bunch to get to figure out when he's available. <laughs> nice. Well, he's in Seattle for a little while. Yeah. So Ryan, and that's yeah, and that's okay. I like I don't want to work too much this weekend uh, on this because uh, I've got the workshop to go to and everything. So yeah, that's right. Well, it you can wait a couple of weeks if you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan replied to me on Twitter, saying, "Not directly, but each fringe can have the same parent, so you can upload multiple fringes that link back to the mm. same episode, but the mm-hmm. episode can't really link to multiple fringes." Mm-hmm. But we could put multiple fringes in the show notes. Um, Brian, don't overthink fringes. <laughs> Hi, fringe. Hi, fringe. I do. Oh man, I'm going to be using um, the, uh, the this is the fringe read that my housemate did for quite a while. I think because it's just so great. It's the uh, the awful Minnesotan accent and. I love it. Do you have it with you? Um, yeah, or I mean, uh, let's see, what was the last fringe that I edited? Um, I haven't listened to a fringe in a while. I think, uh, uh, try Mr. Robot's fringe, which was, uh, number 423. I listened to the last two uh, control structures you have or have not I have oh I listened to the one is where... that Decker no that's um um num, num, num. god this is embarrassing he's my husband Connor <laughs> okay <laughs> that's good I like that yeah I I, I just sh- sat down uh, right here and I was like Hey, everybody who happens to be sitting near me, I need to record the phrase, this is the fringe, a bunch of different times in a bunch of different silly voices. What do you guys got for me? Are you going to just use them throughout the episodes? I, or? Yeah, I have. I, I've used a few of them. Um, Deckers uh, tended to be very aggressive and loud. <laughs> and uh, uh, or either that or they were like um, imitations of like Smeagol. <laughs> um yeah, I don't remember what all of them were, but uh, but that one from Connor is definitely my favorite. Yeah, that's that's good. All right, well we're at the hour mark. I'll let you True. get going, yep. and I'll get going. And oh man, it's nine fifty. Yeah, I should probably go to bed. I feel great though because I took a, like a nice two hour nap today. Nice. So good. It's a good Thursday afternoon thing to do, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and I went biking. That was that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. on like an actual bike path the whole time so it was just smooth and well, it, nice. it hardly rained yeah I um, I think it's really funny when I like bike on days when it's it's not quite raining but it's you know kind of drizzly you know mm-hmm. and I'm like well I gotta wear the full like rain pants and everything you know because I don't want my my pants that I'm wearing to work to get like dirty dirty water yeah colloquially known as mud (laughs) on my on my pants yeah it's 
I was the only one there in jeans. There are like 20 people. These guys are all a little more biking. I, my, my bike tires were at least an inch thicker than anyone's. Mine are like two inches thick. <laughs> I, need, I think I need to bring my road bike next time. But I didn't feel like I was at any disadvantage with this one. Mm-hmm. I, um, I saw an email from REI recently, it's a, like, and they were promoting their uh, newly revamped bike brand. And I was like just browsing around on all their models, and I'm like, oh, man. Oh man, but I don't need a new bike. But man, yeah, totally. There was a guy there who had an electric assist bike, not with him or not on him, but he he owns one. Mm-hmm. And that was just interesting to hear about all these fancy schmancy new things. One one crazy bike thing that I kind of want to do is um, for like the winter time when I have slipped and fallen several times uh i kind of want it like a tricycle so i don't need to worry about that yeah and then and then i was looking at like you know those crazy like recumbent tricycles with you know two wheels on the front instead of two wheels on the back and i'm like that this looks insane but man i want one do it (laughs) that'd be cool yeah someday 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 or just get fat tire bike and bike that in the winter yeah, but that doesn't help when you're just on t- on ice. You know, you need like spiky tires, fatter and spikier tires. Yes, yes. I've got a lot. I've got a long ways to go before I have my ideal bike set up. I think. I wonder if someone has made a bike that just uses car tires as the tires for the bike. I'm gonna look this up. I'm sure someone has. Depends on the car, I suppose. Model T's had pretty skinny tires. That's true. Oh yeah, here we go. Custom fat Schwinn bike with car tires. Oh my god. Paste a link in there. Uh, fringe, fringe, fringe. Alright, there's a link. Oh my gosh! It doesn't look that out of place, really. It looks just like any other fat bike, but it's more yeah. they're more they're more square rather than round. What car is that from? Well, the username is Jeep two thousand three. True. Wait a minute. Back up. Rewind. That guy looks like Joff. Schumacher? Yeah. Okay, that guy looks a lot like Joff. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A Porsche 914. Ah. Uh. Why is it VW Beetle slash Porsche? Why do those two cars are they both owned by the same parent company or something i don't know i don't know but it seems weird to me that the vw beetle and the porsche 914 <laughs> yeah share a tire design unless let's see porsche 914 what is Mm-mm-mm. nope that's a really nice looking car that should not be using the same tires as the beetle 
Well, the Beetle is also someone's nice look, you know, someone else's nice car. Just like my Prius C is my is like my ideal perfect car, other than something that's full electric. But man, I fell in love with uh, driving smart cars around when Cardigo was here. I think I would be more than okay if my Prius was even smaller. Okay, I'm gonna get going. Okay, see ya. Have a good one. You too. Beep boop 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 beep boop beep boop. <laughs> <laughs> As for, yeah. how many sec how many seconds in are you right now at this very instant i'm at 320 oh okay right when i said okay so right, right when i said 320 i was at 320 cool um yeah i'm just uh passing the one minute mark right now cool so t for me to line them up we'll just have to do a three two one clap sounds good and I'll cut to there, and you can cut to there, and everything's awesome. Unless we, oh, uh, fringe, fringe though. So three, two, one. Yeah, no, just, it. just, yeah, just leave everything in, and I'll just remember that yours, that your clap is like about four minutes in. Sounds good. Um. Okay. Ready? Because I'll, I'll do the countdown. Sure. Three, two, one. All right, we're good. Did that? Did that sound spot on to you? It's sounded spot on to me but did it sound okay, spot on to you no it never does okay the person who's the person who's doing the counting it always sounds way off gotcha uh, <laughs> and i've just learned to live with that because once you once you line them mm -hmm. up you realize that it it doesn't matter that much because the delay takes care of it anyway gotcha gotcha so on uh just for reference that was at 358 that we hit the clap or around 358 so Excellent. that should be relatively easy-ish to cut to perhaps hopefully maybe yep who knows the internet is a strange place yeah um and then in terms of like yeah formatting um we've done it a few different ways in the past like uh brian usually like exports it as <laughs> aiff some sort of lot yeah. yeah yeah his his preferred lossless format Yeah, because he uses um, logic that's right i never use yeah. logic in anything ever um, um, Brian, or not, uh, Ryan has sometimes taken the Audacity files, because uh -huh. it's multiple, and zips them up and then sends them to me. Yep. Um, that, that's entertaining. That's another way to send it losslessly, I guess. <laughs> yep, yep. And, and it also preserves things like if, if you put in markers, markers yeah. in the middle of it, yeah. 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 I do not remember how to add markers in Audacity. I remember it being super easy, but I do not remember how to do it. And if I recall in, correctly, yeah? In Windows, it is Control-M. Control-M. Oh. Mm -hmm. that would and be that was one of my big pain points of trying to use Audacity on the Mac. Because, uh, you know, you're, you're, the shortcut is, okay, if it's Control-something on Windows, it's probably Command that same thing in, on a nope, Mac. Nope, but that's minimized. But, <laughs> that is minimized. And I, like, fucked up so many times. Yep, I can never, I can never remember why I can't remember that. But now I remember why I can't remember that, and it's exactly as you described. Yep, yep, yep. Is it is it Control M on Mac too? It must be. Uh, I think it's Command comma. So they just moved it down by one key. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I guess that's another answer. Maybe, possibly. Nope. Nah.
Yeah. Oh well. So it goes. Platforms. Am I right? It's it's always it's always kind of entertaining, like playing around with a, a like an app or a program or something, and trying to figure out like which platform did they build this for first? Oh yeah. You know, with Audacity, which it's definitely you... Windows. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you can tell from looking at the AI that it's like, okay, this is like Windows 2000 yep. that they made this in. Yep. Still holds up, but does it? The UI doesn't, but maybe the features the features are still pretty pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, just the gradients on these big round buttons. Right. Oh, love it. Right, right. <laughs> it's like clearly uh, PNGs. It's like kid picks. It looks like kid picks is what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Do they? And I th- yeah? I think the version that I have on my school MacBook is an old version of Audacity as well. It's got these like big square kind of like, um, like they've got like like a light blue kind of glassy sheen to them oh man on the buttons yeah yep gotta gotta love that aqua aqua ui mm-hmm. the best oh goodness that reminds me though do they still make kid picks like do you guys like in schools it are is kid picks still a thing i know i know you've been involved uh variously with like uh it there as well and like computer education so like do they is kid pick still a thing i don't remember i think there's like a 3d modeling version of it these days oh my god you're Um, right what mm, 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 oh man the same folks who make hyper studio now that's a throwback hyper studio is now an html5 thing wow ah what a throwback what a throwback. They still, this company, Matt Kiev, Matt Kiev, still sells software on disks. For what? Yep. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll show you. I'll, I'll send a link. Um, oh, man, if you go to their homepage, it's like, Mac OS Sierra is here, and we're ready. Uh, oh, man, Kid Picks is up to date that's for sure i think oh man i uh their website started auto playing an awful screeching sound in my ears oh yeah it was awful i should have i should have mentioned that perhaps (laughs) um i should have really mentioned that but um i so i just muted i have the browser muted because that really annoys me and Mm-hmm. But I should have. I should have. I saw the thing, and I was like, "Oh, I should probably mention that before clicking clicking the button or sending you the link or mentioning it." But at, oh well. At least Chrome doesn't autoplay like videos in other tabs anymore because I control clicked on it initially from a Google search, oh. and if if it had started making that noise while I wasn't in the tab, I would have been pissed. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I think that's about all I have to say about old Mac software. <laughs> Ancient Mac software that somehow is still getting updates, which is pretty great. But, I mean, is it? What did you guys talk about uh, on the first segment of this episode? So mostly we did, and I can highlight it here in the show sure, notes, sure. show doc, this whole section right here. Right um, where we were yeah talking about the general theory of a distributed social network. Right on. 
um, so then the listeners will have a good basis for us to be able to talk about like GNU social Mastodon, et cetera. Yeah. So. Right on. This is great. This is great. There might be one or two things to, that I can maybe add in here. So like, did you guys talk mm-hmm. at all about, um, or do you remember diaspora? Um, Dia- the diaspora network. It's i uh, I'll put a Wikipedia link in here. It was kind of the thing before before Mastodon, after New Social, but before uh, GNU Social. Sorry, Rich, Ghost of Richard Stallman. Please have mercy. Um, the I'll, I'll I'll put it here at the bottom because it's not really related to anything else. It's like a another example of a distributed social network that um, okay. was. I mean, the the thing about distributed networks or certainly distributed communities is you have to want you you really have to ask yourself does does this ever fail uh maybe it doesn't ever fail like it 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 (laughs) only fails if like i don't know somebody else like takes it down in a malicious attack right um Mm -hmm. otherwise really like the community defines itself so like if it's small that might be enough to consider it yeah so like yeah even even though when I go to the GNU social website and I can't find anything useful on there, um, there totally may be other places where it exists, and I just don't know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, that's yeah, that that's one of the things that's really kind of kind of interesting about it is that like, well, I'll say I'll say this for the show perhaps, or maybe this is already in the other section, but like, a lot of these distributed networks are ultimately based on. The, like they're made for and maintained for the folks who the, the folks who are still using it right um mm-hmm. and so it's i don't know it's re- like the the person in me who studied like metrics and marketing and like how, how to determine the efficacy of communication campaigns is like well what what the heck do i do with this because i can't like there there are no mastodon analytics i only get um right i only get how much how much is like how many people have liked or um boosted, boosted or fav- favorited or retweeted tooted or boosted or faved or florped or pinged have you have you heard or replied have you heard of uh have you heard of uh florps that's no. okay well uh there's this really awesome macedon instance that'll like okay so i feel like uh stefan from snl the internet's hot, hottest Mastodon instance is <laughs> cyberspace. It's literally called cyber.space, but cyber is spelt not in the way that you think it would be. Uh, and they've renamed things a little bit. So um, it's C-Y-B-R-E dot space. And um, what, like, what, you can do, what, what, what they did is they were able to rename uh, uh, favorites to florps, and they're, named, uh, and they're named because the icon that they use is a floppy disk. So it's like, oh, I, you know, so-and-so florped your ping. And then uh, a boost or a retweet is called a relay. Yeah, this this is probably best put in fringe because um, the lexicon is, is not super transferable um, or difficult to explain succinctly. Because it's like, oh, this is the same as that other thing, but that other thing is also super esoteric. So you'd probably know it as a favorite, right, <laughs> in, in Twitter mm-hmm. speak. But yeah, it's, yeah lots of it's interesting how much or how quickly like if you if you jump from one instance to another and that instance has different customs or customs 
I say customs to give like a sociological bent to it, but really like just different affordances from a UI perspective or different things you can do um, or different names for the same concepts, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's something that I don't think like, I, I guess what, what we'll talk about probably in no small, no small portion is like how Macedon is interesting because it gained so much popularity so quickly um, yeah. Whereas that's not really a thing that happens with any GNU product, right? Like, um, we're still waiting for the advent of Linux on the desktop, right? Um, it's <laughs> it's, coming. it's coming, I'm sure. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> we're not we're not there yet. Um, but Mastodon grew, and I think they're they're far north of a hundred thousand users at this point across all the instances. And um, yeah, actually, uh, literally like five hours ago. Uh-huh. Um, um uh what's his name um uh eugen yeah eugen yeah he uh he posted a um like an april summary of uh how things are going and if i scroll through to see what the numbers were that he gave uh i know that there are like 1,212 instances, he said. Here we go. Uh, more than 486,767 users. Oh my goodness. That's a lot of folks. That is a lot of folks. That's almost half a million. Right. I mean, still we're looking at a small a small city, or a small-ish city. Oh, a good-sized mm-hmm. city. Like, like a... Um... Like a metropolitan area in Nebraska, I don't know, <laughs> right? It's speaking. Okay, so speaking of um, metropolitan areas, uh, I was at a workshop this weekend, and the guy who was leading mm-hmm. it, my group, uh, he's from Calgary, in Alberta, yes, Canada, right? So good. And I was like, Calgary. I feel like I've heard of that before, but I haven't really heard anything about it. And so I decided to look it up, and I'm like. How big is this place? A million people. Well, how big is that compared to, oh my gosh, that's almost twice the size of Vancouver. Right. How have I never heard of Calgary before? It's bonkers, right? Calgary's pretty yeah. neat. Calgary's pretty neat. I've never been up there, but I hope to at some point. Um, yeah, Calgary is Calgary is pretty neat. Uh, oh, so real-time follow-up at myself. Um, Mastodon is almost exactly the size of the metropolitan area of Omaha, Nebraska. Almost nice. exactly. We're looking at 446,599 people. Excuse me. 599 people as of 2014 uh, projections. I think that's definitely the size comparison that we need to make during the episode. Yeah, right? right? <laughs> It'll be super accessible. Everybody will know what we're talking right, about. Right, right, right. I mean, like, um, you know, Omaha. It's like somewhere in the middle of America. Getting right to the heart of matters. It's the heart that mm-hmm. matters more. Do you know that song? No? Maybe? No. Oh, okay. I don't think I'm so. sorry. Well, just a second. Speaking of songs, uh, in relation to you, yeah? um, um, Chandelier came on while I was getting a haircut. Yeah. Cli- uh, great clips, and I thought of you. I'm going to swing from it repeatedly <laughs> over and over again. Sometimes you just need some Sia in your life, and by sometimes I mean always. So yeah, that last link. Uh, get ready for a late '90s, early 2000s throwback. Is okay. So Omaha is the name of the group. Oh no, no, no! This the the song's named Omaha. The group is. Uh, oh, is Counting Crows. Yeah. Okay. 
So there you go. It's just like super 90s-y. I, yeah, 1993, sure enough. It's like, this is like road trip music, Counting Crows. This is like from when we were born. Uh, yeah, two years older than me, at least. Mm-hmm. One year younger than me. What is time? I don't know. I I forget how young you are sometimes. <laughs> I, I still don't know how I exist, so that makes two of us. Oh my god, what is my username? Or how do I... I, I just realized I, we're talking about Mastodon and I'm not even logged into it. In fact, I don't even know what my password is. Jeez. Well, I know which instance you are. Uh, which one am I? XYZ. Ah, that's true. I am on XYZ. This is correct. Uh, so I'm on XYZ and then I have a secret account on cyber.space. I bet, I bet <laughs> you won't be able to guess it. This is Brandon Ah, uh, close, but not the cigar. Oh, is it B. Johnson? Nope. On uh, ah. on social networks, this this small, I only accept one username, <laughs> and it is and it is my first name. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yep, yep. Let's see. Oh my gosh! So I know why I don't remember my password. It's because I used Safari to autofill it. Mm-hmm. And you're not on Safari right now. How could I be? I'm on I'm on Windows. Gosh darn it. Okay, there we go. I do not want Google Chrome to save this though, because that, that that is the other thing about this computer. I use it so infrequently. I kind of like am suspectful, uh, suspicious rather, which is like suspectful, mm-hmm. but different. Um, I'm suspicious of it because I don't know. Windows. I don't want to log into anything from Windows. No offense to Windows. I just don't. So I finally Mm -hmm. the the new computer that I uh, asked for. um, Finally came into the building. So now our building tech is like playing with it, installing stuff on it, and everything. And um, just in time too, because the latest version of Chrome that is supported on Windows XP is no longer supported by Slack, and Slack refuses to let me chat with you guys from that desktop. Oh no! Oh no! So so okay. So is this a um, this is a new computer? Is it? Uh, it's a desktop. It sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, it's a. It's a recent one then. It's brand new. Yeah. It's a. Uh, whew, I couldn't tell you what um, processor. No, I could tell you what processor because I did look at the, the um, specs for it. Yeah. The well, I looked at the receipt for it recently. <laughs> nice. Um, it has an i five sixty four hundred right on in it and six gigs of RAM, eight gigs of RAM, something like that. Um. And it actually it has a tiny little SSD, and so I uh, went and bought from you know my own department's budget since I am my department. And I don't have to run anything by anybody before buying nice. stuff. Uh, I just I just bought myself a terabyte hard drive to stick in there as well. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know the, the really stupid thing about this whole situation is that I specifically asked for like um, a a computer with a graphics card that has at least three ports on it because uh, I have two monitors on my desk and I'm planning on moving the desk over to the other side of the room so that it can be near the projector so that I can just plug all three into one computer instead of having to like walk across the room and like plug a laptop into the projector whenever, you know. So, So I'm like, graphics card. 
What did they get me? A computer without a graphics card at oh, all. Oh, goodness. So, so is it an APU sort of thing where you just uh, where there's like integrated graphics on the motherboard or? No, it's. I think it's just running off of the i5s. Um, integrated graphics. Gotcha, gotcha. So it it does have yeah. integrated graphics. So okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh no! How many ports do you have? That that might if it has Iris graphics, Intel, like the Intel it, Iris integrated. It has this. This is a fairly small form factor computer. Ah. Um, we we actually we we opened it up and we were like, I hope there's another slot for another hard drive right. to s- stick it in because we weren't sure. It's so small. Um. But yeah, it it only has a single VGA port on the motherboard. Oh no, no HDMI mm-hmm. either. Well, it, it wouldn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, it might have a Display Port, but there's no HDMI. Ah, gotcha. So then you have to decide whether you want to use that Display Port, or, or is it just eh, yeah? If it's Display Port, then it's Display Port, not Thunderbolt. See, my gosh darn Mac history is showing because. Um, yeah, it's not mini display port. Uh, oh, oh, right. It's the wide. It's the wide one. Right. I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I get you though. Well, if they, well, if there's an extra slot for a drive, there might be an extra slot for a for a PCI card. Yes. The, yeah. There are PCI slots. Um, I'm going to have to make sure that I don't get one that's too long because I don't think that the case is big enough to fit like a full size graphics card in ah, there. Ah, gotcha. So you need one of them that just has like uh, it's like one fam long, essentially, right? Something yeah, like that. Yeah. I, it's weird to use mm-hmm. that as a metric for or like a. Uh, but it's <laughs> ultimately it's like one fan long, right? That's that's what you're after. I mean, I could I could walk up to people and like tell them that, um, well, you know, like if they just ask me to ha- to describe my computer, I'll be like, well, it's got twenty one fans. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's a lot of fans. It is. That is a lot of fans. <laughs> yeah, I think I so I have a I built a, out a desktop that I uh, now use. I, I brought I brought it to the office. And um, I actually disabled the case fan. And by disabled, I mean I literally took off the uh, jumpers so it's not connected to anything anymore. And I think it's, I think uh-huh. it's been overheating. <laughs> but um, oh. it, it doesn't matter that much because I only use it occasionally. Um, but uh, entertainingly, what seems to be happening is... Uh, what, what, se- what seems to be... Ha- uh, uh, the reason why I took it off is because there was like a blue light attached to the fan. And I'm like, I don't want that. Nobody wants a blue light, mm. like. But then I have no idea whether the computer's on or not because there are no other like there's nothing else to illuminate, and there's just the sound of the CPU fan or nothing. There's no graphics card in there or anything. It, it's a it's got the APU. It's actually the desktop that I used to that used to be my desktop before I did a quick rebuild uh, about six or eight months ago. Um, but yeah, that's another. That one does not have twenty one fans. It has half a fan at best. Um, Yeesh. Yep, but that's all right because it's just a. It, I'm not actually doing anything graphical on it. It's just a little, essentially, a server I keep under my desk for fun, for kicks and giggles when I want to try something out on a little Docker host without having to spin up a whole new VM for it or having to run it on my own computer. Because I don't know if I've I don't know if I've had the chance to talk with you about this yet, but I think I probably talked about this on PodKit at length. Because when you're developing an Android app, you can't run... If, if so, then I heard definitely it. heard yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> um, you can't run the Android emulator and Docker at the same time. Womp womp. Oh. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. Yep. Womp womp. But um, I never run the Android emulator anymore anyway because it's the worst, and I have a hard drive device. Uh, a hard a hard drive device, uh, uh, an actual real world Android phone that allows me to test on a real mm-hmm. live Android phone, which is awesome. Courtesy, yeah, you inherited the six P from Ryan. This is right? true. This is true, and I am I am yeah. grateful for it literally every day. <laughs> There's not like there hasn't been a single day since uh, he gave that to me that I have been able to that I haven't used it at uh, extensively to triage bugs that I'd otherwise have no idea how to deal with because. Um, well, the Android emulator is not good at emulating an Android device. Yeah, that's why I'm so excited, and I need to go to Best Buy to try this yeah. out, but um, the the new Chromebooks that can run Android apps. Oh, that's right. I almost forgot about those. It's been a long time since I looked at Chromebooks. And I, like... I, I want to believe that it works well, but I really need to try it out for myself before mm-hmm. buying a $400 Chromebook that can handle that. Right, know? right. Hmm, yeah, look at that. The Samsung Chromebook Plus, is that the one you're looking at? Yes. Nice. Looks pretty yeah. solid. And um, and there's a few other models that um, support yeah. it. And I, I actually, like, I saw somebody with the Acer R11, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the listed supported models. Yeah. And, I, and I asked him, I was like, hey, have you tried out Android apps on that? And he's like, oh, yeah, uh, my school district just gave this to me for the weekend so that I could use it at the workshop and I didn't have to, like, haul my full-size laptop oh. with me. And I was like, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's I get you. That that's kind of sad, though. I get you. Hmm. Yeah. It's been it's been a long time since I've looked into Chromebooks because um, the last one I had was was like my Chromebook, the one I got open box from Best Buy like 11 million years ago, and then mm-hmm. put the poor thing through hell trying to um, trying to get uh, Fedora to run natively on it, and then it and then <laughs> it worked, and I was like, man, this is awesome. And then uh, and then uh, you know. Fedora is kind of big, so no more. Yeah, and I suppose it probably had like 16 gigs of flash storage, yeah? Yeah, I actually uh, replaced that with an SS- a full-sized SSD. Um, oh! Yeah, because at that point, the case, the bottom of the case doesn't even really attach anymore. I held it together with a bunch of stickers. Um, I remember this story. Yeah. I remember this Chromebook. Yep, yeah. Yep, I, uh, and didn't you didn't you like hide it in the office that you worked in and like just had it like constantly running something for you? Oh yeah, that was because uh, we we had to. There was like this. Uh, uh, yeah. So this is back. Uh, essentially, what 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 was necessary is we had to set up a digital sign, and um, there were no spare computers, and we. We didn't have enough Raspberry Pis, but we got a new display, so something had to run on it. So I just l- mm-hmm. kind of let it sit for like six months uh, while we while we waited for something else to happen. Um, Best use of a laptop. Yeah, no, it was, it was super solid, and it continues to work. It works to this day. It's just a little slow. Um, I upgraded the RAM slightly, so it's at four gigs of RAM. But GNOME is kind of, uh, kind of, uh, you know, not not the quickest. So. It's no, mm-hmm. no longer ideal. Though I am, I am getting. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this to you at, at any point, but I, uh, I'm getting one of these. Uh, what is it called? Google, Google, Google. Yes, it is one of these. I'm going to send you a link that's not from the place I got it because the 
this one looks this one looks way cooler than um, <laughs> than the shots from the place that I got it from. Am I no longer in Slack? Yes, I am in Slack. So I will send it at you right now. There you go. Um, it is it is probably the closest thing to a um, Sager. I have not thought about that company in a, long in a while. Time. Yeah. <laughs> So mine isn't actually going to be Sager branded. It's going to be branded from a different company. But um, the, you you know their their deal, right? They buy bare bones laptop kits and kind of finish them and then sell them to you. Um, Is that what Sager yeah. does? Yep. Weird. So they they purchase uh, bare bones kits from a company called Clevo in Taiwan, and mm-hmm. they finish them out with a couple of components and then send them off to you. So I'm kind of excited for mine. It's going to have an i7 uh, 6700U or 7700U. Let me see. Yes, uh, 6700U. 6500U. Sorry, I don't know how processor numbering works. So it's going to be kind of adorable because my desktop and my laptop are going to both have the same type of processor, but one's going to be the mobile-friendly mobile version. Right. Um, that's going to be adorable. Twinsies, right? so cute, so thematically consistent, and um, and at uh, Brian's uh, Brian said that basically I'm wasting my time if I don't uh, get uh, some NVMe storage. So that's going to be in there too. 16 gigs of RAM, uh, USB. Type What's C. NVMe? I actually don't remember. Let's ask. Is that is that like a type of SSD or something? NVM Express, non-volatile host memory controller specification. So it's a PCI Express connector, oh. but it also has like uh, uh, some other things that make it more readily able to use, um, able to use the full capacity of uh, of a PCI of the PCI lines that are available. So it's still mm-hmm. the same size as your regular old M2 PCIe drive, um, but it's ostensibly faster because it, it doesn't take as much, uh, it doesn't use as much of that bandwidth for overhead to essentially announce that it's a it's a hard drive, that it's a uh, SSD. But I, we'll see whether there's a difference or not. Everyone, everyone that I've talked to said this says there's a difference, but I'm like, I don't know, man. It's at a certain, like, at a certain point, when, whenever I spend money on storage, I always feel like I'm losing money <laughs> because it's like, if I just would have bought it not today, but like tomorrow or in six weeks, <laughs> it's going to be like 80% cheaper. And the reason why is because, um, I don't know, like the first time I ever bought like storage was uh, a Sony memory stick. This is back in the mid 2000s mm-hmm. for like a camera or something. And mm-hmm. it was like 100 megs. And it was like a hundred dollars. It was like a dollar a meg. And then two years later, it was like, oh, you can get like two gig versions that are like a hundred dollars. And I'm like, oh man, that's like an order of magnitude more storage. And then yep. yeah, and then you know, a couple and years now later, you understand exponential growth exactly, right? Um, but it's still kind of sad, right? Because it's like, uh, I don't know, yeah. But yeah. ultimately, so we, I, I always like okay. So the the first like. Mm, the first experience that I really had with with buying uh, a bunch of components for a computer and like you know weighing all the different prices and everything was uh, my sophomore year of college. Yeah. Um, so that would have been fall of two thousand twelve, right. 
and um, when I was building actually this one that's that's running me right yeah. now, and um, and so I've based most of my understanding of the normal prices of things off of that build, right. um, which is mostly correct, except for the fact that somehow, and I still don't know how I did this, I got 16 gigs of RAM for like 60 bucks. <laughs> that's awesome. And. And ever since then, whenever I'm like, you know, giving people advice on their on their computer builds, I'm like, man, eight gigs of RAM for like sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. I I guess. Right. <laughs> right. I I feel that. I I know when I redid this build. Um, or I guess I'm trying to remember what components of this build still still like remember, remain from the original build, and I think the answer is none of them. Oh, the graphics card. That's right. Just the graphics card. Um, and maybe a drive. So you've got the uh, the you've got the ship of um, whoever. Yeah, exactly. That gr- Greek dude situation. Yeah, going. where you've replaced all the parts, and now it's a new ship. But you call it the same thing because it, it doesn't really matter. Um, yep. yep, yep. So I actually bought. What happened was I bought uh, sixteen gigs of RAM, and I bet it was probably about seventy five or eighty dollars. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, sixteen gigs on two DDR sticks, and. Um, then I took it all home and got it set up and it would not post. And I was like yeah. super, I was like, what is going on? This is ridiculous. And then um, I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to go back to Micro Center today. I'm not going to go back to Micro Center tomorrow. And I'm not going to go back to Micro Center for probably a long time. Because even though I live much closer to Micro Center now, Micro Center is still really far away. So instead I did a deal with myself that I would keep trying with this and do it in a bunch of different configurations. And if that didn't work, uh, then I'd go back to micro center. Like if I, if I got the new Ram and I tried that and it worked on the first time, uh, then I would take the Ram that I bought from micro center back to micro center and say, this stuff is defective. Let us, uh, fix this. And, uh, let us wheel and exactly. Hello. I would like to, make a proposition for business with you person at micro center this ram is bad please give me better ram this is my business proposition um and uh but but sure enough i got the ram from uh amazon and as i am legendarily uh bad at i managed to put all that back in and immediately it worked however only half of the sticks of RAM worked. And I was like, okay, this is like ridiculous. What is going on? I checked in the BIOS and it turned out that two of the RAM sticks, two of the slots were disabled and it weren't the ones, it wasn't the ones that you'd think they would be. So I just disabled and re-enabled all mm. of them. And uh, sure enough, all uh, 32 gigs of RAM came, came online. And I'm like, well, now that I have 32 gigs of RAM, I'm not going to take any of it back. <laughs> all four <laughs> slots are filled. So like, yeah, so now I have a ridiculous computer that I never intended to be this ridiculous, but I kind of love it despite it being ridiculous. My brother's laptop had um a stick of RAM that had like maybe one bad sector on there, mm-hmm. right? And so it would blue screen at a much higher rate than normal. Oh no. But because I wasn't the one who was using the computer twenty four seven. I didn't. I didn't fully comprehend how often this happened right. until like a whole year and a few months, probably after we got the computer. Right. And eventually, I was like, okay, let, let me just sit down with this thing and try and figure out 
what's going on with it. And eventually I tracked down the problem and, you know, we did a couple of like test startups of like, you know, we took out one stick of RAM and then we, we tried it with just only one and then, okay, oh, it blue screened. Okay, let's try out the other stick of RAM, see if, you know, and uh, (laughs) that was like, oh man, that was quite the process. I'm sure because it it, like, if it's only one sector, it's not deterministic. It's not like the entire stick of RAM is bad. It's like, Mm -hmm. you run into it only mostly in situations where he's using more than your average amount of ram right yikes yikes and it's not even anything you can catch with like a mem test really i think i might have done that i think i might have found some some memory sector tester gotcha. and and tried that out gotcha well that that might have been what what caught it for you then that's true Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably how I figured out what the problem was. But then it, of course, can't tell me which stick, which of the two it is, because like yeah. I have no way of knowing based on their serial numbers or whatever. It might tell you via the software, like right. <laughs> which physical stick that corresponds to. Right, right. Womp womp. I getcha. It is so fun. Well, what do you think? Do we want to say words about other things? Let's yes. Yes, let's talk about Mastodon. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I, uh, <laughs> I just now, in order to try to get more people to interact with me on Mastodon, mm-hmm. uh, I followed literally everybody who has ever interacted with me on Mastodon. Nice. <laughs> just to, like, push out notifications to them. And, uh, and I just tooted uh, earlier while we were uh-huh. recording. Um since I always struggle with these uh, extra dimension episodes, um, like what to use for the, uh, for the theme song, I asked uh, Mastodon, if you were to describe Mastodon as a musical genre, what would it be? And so far, besides you, we've gotten one reply. What genre would a sadder version of a flock of seagulls be? I think that answer and my answer are exactly the same answer. Which is grunge pop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh yes, grunge pop. Everyone's fave. So good. That's right. Oh, when I was in Seattle, I made a lot of uh bad jokes about the band Nirvana. Which is Are they from there? You bet they are. You bet they are. Uh, actually, I did not. I did not. I actually failed myself by not making those jokes, but I ought to have made those jokes. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> not all of them. There are lots of bad, like, really bad jokes you can make about Nirvana. Um, but then there are the, the better ones that are kind of lighthearted. Um, I feel like the good uh, Nirvana jokes have already been made by Weird That Al. is true. That is true. He has... He's exhausted those, so... Actually, is Weird Al from Seattle, too? I have no, no idea. No, no, he's not. He's from like somewhere in California. Yep, good old Linwood, California. Oh That's... yeah, I should have known that. One of his titles, one of his uh, albums, straight is titled "Straight Out of Linwood." Yeah, see, I, I yeah. thought Linwood could conceivably be from in Washington, is all. But that's true. Know. Like the West Coast, it's all just one coast, really. Washington is just the northern part of California. More or less. <laughs> so what's what's Oregon? Uh, the northern, the slightly more the, southern, the middle, northern, the middle yeah, north. Exactly. <laughs> it's all California, really. It's just uh, yeah, right. 
It's like like Minnesota. We're just like uh, southern. We're just the Texas of Canada. No, we're not the Texas of Canada. I take that back. Alberta kind of is the Texas of Canada. I I really want to like refute that, but I have. I actually, mm, I'm not sure if you're wrong. <laughs> about Alberta being the Texas of Canada? No, no, about Minnesota being the Texas of Canada. I mean, we did secede. I did, uh, I did while I was, um, while I was in Sweden, uh-huh. um, you know, there, there were like uh, a handful of American students at the university. Yeah. Um, and, and there was a whole bunch of other international students. Right. So we were having a good time get to, getting to know mm-hmm. each other and figuring out like, you know, what what's the the personality of all the places that were. Oh, from. Yeah. And um, and one of the other Americans was from Texas. Mm-hmm. Right. And. Uh, and through a long conversation that I can't remember. Um, we determined as a group that uh, Texas is the America of the Americas. Yeah. Uh, and I and I was like, wow, like it's recursive, but it works. That's <laughs> it's really profound. Right. Yep. 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 For sure. For sure. So that begs the question: What is the Minnesota of Minnesota? Do you have to? Do we have to first define what Minnesota is in relation to some larger geographical entity in order to get there? To, to the to the rest of America. I don't, I don't um, know. Let's yeah. see. Um, I feel like Minnesota is a place where a lot more happens than you would expect. Right. You know, we've got a lot more like international corporations, sure. um, a lot more culture coming out of Minneapolis. You know, than than most people would give us credit yeah. for. Yeah. Does that mean that St. Paul is the Minnesota of Minnesota? I guess. I'll take that. Because because <laughs> like cuz like Minneapolis is, you know, I you know, I I love St. Paul. St. Paul's great, but like Minneapolis is larger by population. Um, mm-hmm. you know, whenever events are happening in St. Paul, you've got about a 50% chance of the event organizers actually saying that it's in Minneapolis, even though it's in St. Right, Paul. Right, right, right. <laughs> like the airport's the Minneapolis airport, despite the fact that mm-hmm. Minneapolis is just listed first and St. Paul is listed second. Um, and it's actually in and Bloomington. And it's actually in Bloomington. Well, you know, the census area is the Minneapolis St. Paul Bloomington census area. So, like, Bloomington for some reason gets a. Uh, guest yeah. top billing that's which is controversial at best yeah um i would say that one of the best examples would be the republican national convention that happened in downtown st paul ah, yes. and even some minnesota politicians uh referred to it as the minneapolis convention yeah there, that is not the only and certainly not the least of the bad opinions i've heard come out of that convention i'll I'll leave it at that (laughs) i'll leave it at that i remember hearing a lot of stories about saint paul public schools busing system uh struggling to cope with that i'm sure i'm sure well you know it's just another uh indication that busing should be privatized right no sorry that's a bad that's a bad self-referential reference (laughs) but yeah (laughs) I was really excited when I heard that Johnson High School was um, doing like a pilot program where all of the students took uh, public transit lines yeah. to school, and they just had like increased um, um, capacity for those particular lines awesome. during that time of That's day. So great! Yeah. That's exactly the kind of like interaction between between public services that like 
is successful, or I I hope is successful. Uh, I don't think they're gonna be doing it. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. yeah, one of one of the um, one of the goals of that pilot program was uh, if 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 it succeeded, then they would be able to start the high schools at a later time uh-huh. and keep all of like the elementary schools at that same later start time because then they could have all of the elementary schools on yellow buses and all of the high schools on like city buses and um and you know they they wouldn't be like going over capacity on all of the yellow school bus companies um but it sounds like uh their solution is going to have to be in order to start the high school times later which is their goal uh they're going to have to have the elementary schools start at 7 30 in the morning god that's unbelievable (laughs) those poor children but but I, if I get to start at 8.30, man, I'll take that. Yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> awesome. For sure. All right. So what, uh, how, how do we want to, do we need to do any intro or, I, well, you'll do, um, you'll so cut I, it together. I did You've the, your, yeah, yeah I, I did the full intro intro. Awesome. Um, and then uh, I can do a little thing here where I like kind of switch the audience you know, in, from from thinking about general to about specific instances. So I'll probably say like, okay, so here, uh, now that we've got a good like groundwork, here's Brandon to tell us more about some instant or particular examples of distributed social. Sure, networks. sure. Um, oh yeah. Also, Brian had a brilliant idea mm-hmm. while we were recording that since um, the topic that we're doing is distributed perhaps we should distribute the uh intro read um in particular there are three words in the phrase distributed social networks and there are three of us that's awesome that's so great all right so so have you have you done yours yet have have the others been yeah i did yeah we yeah we did mine and brian's um and so then i think uh yeah, let's just have you do your read, and then I'll just get us started with uh, with with bringing it in for the second half. Sure. So should I just do the the full phrase, and then you pick which one of those works, or? or... Uh, I think you can just just say the three words "distributed social networks," and I'll and I'll yeah, pick one of those words from you. Um, by the way, uh, Stella and Savannah, we're finally getting around to recording the actual episode. <laughs> Just, just FYI. <laughs> wow. It's only eight oh four. You know, we're just we're just using the second time that I uh, that I mentioned, <laughs> right? I mean, right seven or seven eight. Or yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah. We're now we're now <laughs> firmly uh, on the eight o'clock one, but we're not we're not that far behind. The the uh, plunk still started at seven, so that's a win. That's a win. Mm-hmm, <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll I'll clap on both sides of this so we've got it marked. Also, this is going to be at 40 oh, cool. 49 close to 50 minutes <laughs> in here. All right. Yep. Distributed social network. All right, so that was at 4943 and 4945. Sweet. Um and I also put a marker in mine so once I like line up the claps, uh, it'll be nice and easy. It it'll be yep, yep. Uh, okay, so now I will start the thing. <laughs>